You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. lovers and welcome to the show for today's podcast i have the rock buying the xfl for 15 million dollars from vince mcmahon after it was facing bankruptcy and also too after a couple of minutes before the auction actually happened the rock went on ahead and slid his 15 million dollars in there and he winded up buying the xfl so i'm gonna be talking about that in a few minutes then mulan goes to disney plus with a 30 dollars price tag to rent the film then the boys, the final, the final trailer dropped yesterday, so I'm gonna be talking about that. Then Black Widow, Disney Plus debunked rumors that it was actually gonna get released on Disney Plus, just like Milan is. I'm gonna go into why they actually debunked it. Then Ryan Reynolds monster comedy with Universal Studios everyday parenting tips. I'm gonna be talking about the plot, what I think about it, and also too, as well what I think about Ryan Reynolds actually being in this film. And then, of course, I have a little bit of Tom Hanks news. He's actually going to might be playing Geppetto for the upcoming live-action Pinocchio movie from Disney. So, without further ado, let's go on ahead and get into this news about The Rock buying the XFL from Vince McMahon. First off and everything, I have nothing, no qualms against The Rock or whatever actually helping out Vince McMahon out of this whole entire thing because they are, in fact going bankruptcy at that time and so and not only that but he was they were actually going to auction off this whole entire thing with the xfl and then all of a sudden the rock after so many minutes i don't remember the actual minutes or anything like that that he swooped in he went on ahead and paid 15 million dollars to actually get the xfl so i have no qualms with that at all but this seems like very inside baseball to me if you actually think about it it's kind of like the stock if you think about it because here's the thing you have a stockbroker. he winds up calling you up and say hey look i have this hot stock here if i were you i would go on ahead and invest my money into this right now and well lo and behold you make a couple of million a couple of thousand and you wind up getting rich because of this whole entire fact that this stock market person 
winded up telling you to invest your money in that certain stock. Or, for example, that stock market person winds up telling you, hey, look, right now, I think you should go ahead, put your money out of your stock right now because it's about to go down. So that's also another thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if Vince and Dwayne was talking on the phone privately and said, you know what, Dwayne, I'm, I'm facing this crucial problem. And my problem is I'm facing bankruptcy with the XFL. And I know that you've been part of the whole entire thing with the WWE. You've always been in the spotlight for us. You always supported us. This is actually where you came from as a wrestler. And I would like for you to go ahead and purchase the XFL from us. Not only that, but I could also see it working on the other way as well with The Rock. He's like, hey, hey Vince, look, I'm very interested in purchasing the XFL from you. I know there's an auction that's about to happen, but I'll give you $15 million now if you go on ahead, cancel the auction, and I buy the XFL from you. I, re I also respect you. I respect everything that you're doing for me. And, you know, I'll never forget where I came from. So Vince knowingly knows that he's f facing financial problems. He knows that he has a top actor, top wrestler like The Rock to actually promote the XFL. He's also a great host and everything whenever you look at his show that he does. So he, he, it goes hand in hand. He has that great charisma with the people and everything else. So it makes sense. And he has that charisma too. That's also another factor. So the, Vince McMahon knows that his XFL is actually safe with The Rock. So, you know, I actually talked to Crichton about this yesterday, as a matter of fact. And he actually had some family members that was into wrestling and stuff like, and things like that. So this is what he actually had to say. He said, to be honest, just because uh, I know how the wrestling business is, Vince gave him all of the inside info when he figured he was going to really, really lose a lot of money with it because you have to pay the auction house a big chunk. And then on top of that, you have to pay taxes. And really, you get ahead of the game if you sell it to a friend or somebody like him. So yeah, there was some inside info going on. So that's, and this is not in black and white or anything like that. This is not written in the article or anything like that. It's just purely speculation as to what we think actually went down. But it actually makes sense if you actually put two and two together. And, you know, like he's, like he mentioned... You sell it to a friend, you don't have to pay that much back taxes or any taxes at all when you actually sell it to a friend versus selling it to somebody else. So there's that. There's also the auction fees. There's everything else that goes into the auction. So, you know, it's a quick get out of jail card if you actually think about it. It's like a quick way to make $50 million without having to go through the auction, without paying taxes, without having to do anything. And you're having this little conversation between The Rock and Vince McMahon about if they, if he should or shouldn't go ahead and purchasing the 50, $15 million. But of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson did in fact buy the XFL. It's now officially Dwayne The Rock Johnson's. But like I said, you can't help but speculate at the fact that this is very inside baseball and everything, especially the way that, you know, Crichton actually described it. And not only that, but I even asked Crichton myself, does this actually feel like inside baseball where you actually have a stock market person and they actually tell you when you should pull out and when you shouldn't pull out before the stock market even happens? So that's where my speculation actually came from was that side. And then Crichton also actually expanded my horizons a little bit more and piqued my interest a little bit more 
and stuff like that whenever he actually mentioned the whole entire thing about the auction which because I, here's the thing i'm not a big guy on auctions and stuff like that when it comes down to stuff like that so i'm glad i was able to ask ask Crichton that as a matter of fact you know if you haven't seen how many chances or anything like that for the documentary i strongly recommend that you guys actually check that out with Crichton hobbs and also too he's actually dropping a couple of little episodes on his facebook page off of how many chances and it's stuff that's not even included into the documentary. So I strongly recommend that you guys check that out. But, you know, like I mentioned, though, I mean, I think this is actually a smart move. You have the people's champ. You have the charisma. You have the person that will actually have an audience that will actually gravitate towards this thing. And I think that he's actually going to have success with the XFL versus how Vince McMahon has been handling it and everything. Because let's just face it, Vince is not good at handling the XFL like he was when he was first starting out with it. He was a great businessman at one point or another. And now it just seems like it's not it's not going his way now. But that's just the way I'm looking at it. I could be wrong, you know, but still. You have a right to your opinion just like I have a right to mine. So tell me what you guys have to say about that. You guys can actually leave me a voicemail message after the show to let me know what you guys think about that topic. So now the next thing I'm going to be talking about, Mulan. Mulan is actually going to be getting a Disney Plus release. And it's not going to be free this time, unlike Artemis Fowl. And a lot of people are upset by the fact that it's not going to be free, especially whenever you have subscribers that actually pay so much money a month, especially when you have the Disney Plus package with the ESPN package with the Hulu package. And they're wondering, why is that not free? And also, too, $30 to see this movie, and they're, people are all upset about it. And you know what? My friend Tamika, my co-host, actually mentioned this to me, too. She's like, I just don't understand it. Why can't? Why do, why do we have to be the ones that get punished for something that is not our fault with the pandemic and things like that too but also too why couldn't this just be free for us for the people who have subscriptions to disney plus and you know i explained this to her and everything and i'm and also explained everything to to now i'm going to explain everything to you guys but here's the thing i don't work for disney i'm not a ceo at disney i don't i'm not that kind of person but this is just from a business angle, a business perspective. And when you look at the budget for this film, which is, uh, which is to me, ridiculous when you actually look at it. Because the budget alone is expensive as hell. Like, I think it's like a $150 million budget or $200 million budget for Mulan. And, okay, it's actually a $200 million budget for Mulan. Okay, so... I can understand Disney losing out on money on this. I really can. Because of the fact they have to pay the costume designers. They have to play the, pay the actors, the actresses. They have to pay the visual effects people. They have to pay the crew. They have to get all that money back that they actually did during filming. And so $30 for an unreleased film? And not only that, I was like, well, why can't we just keep it? Well, you don't get to keep every movie that you actually rent. After a couple of days or whatever, that movie is now is actually wiped out. That's actually what happened whenever I rented The Way Back. The Way Back was like a $20 film, for example. But I didn't pay $20 to actually rent it. I waited until the price actually went down to like 6 bucks. But, you know, I went on ahead and waited until it went down to $6. And, you know, I figured, I figured this out, okay? 
They're trying to make their money back the best way that they can possible. They know everybody's in isolation right now. We can't go to the movie theaters or anything like that. So Disney is thinking, well, if we go on ahead and we drop this thing for $30, we can make our money back that way. And yes, I understand that you guys have subscriptions. And I was like also wondering too, well, why can't they just drop it for free and then you get new subscribers? Okay, let's say for example that you actually do that, that Disney does that. Okay, you have new subscribers temporarily because they want to see Mulan. What happens to those other subscribers, those subscribers after they see the movie? They drop. The subscriptions wind up dropping because there's nothing new on Disney Plus for anybody to stream right now. Mandalorian has not been released yet or anything like that. So the subscriptions go down. So that actually is a key reason why they're not doing it for new subscriptions and stuff like that and why it's not free right now because of the fact they know for a fact if people go on ahead and watch a movie that's free, they're going to subscribe for Disney Plus temporarily and then later on cancel it. So there's that. Then also too, let's say for instance that, you know, this movie was released in theaters and everything. You're going to be paying $30 for gas. And this is just me speaking because I, I understand that, you know, everybody lives in a rural area to where they're actually close by a theater. But unlike me, who lives in the South, we don't live close to a theater. The nearest biggest theater, theater that we have is about 45 minutes away. Then we have one that's actually 20 minutes away, but they don't show every single movie like the big like the big theater that we have that's 45 minutes away. So I drive 45 minutes to go and see a movie. And that is the my pleasure for the weekend. So, okay, let's say, for instance, you have to fill up your car. That's about $35 to $40 that you have to fill up your car. Then you want to go ahead and grab something to eat. Okay, let's say you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you and your girlfriend. That's about 40 bucks right there, maybe 50 if you get appetizers. Then you go on ahead. You already have your tickets in place, but... Here's the thing. You already pre-ordered your tickets ahead of time, which also costs about $15, maybe $20, depending on where you live at, you know. Then you get your popcorn, your snacks, and everything. You're spending over maybe $60 or $70 or more just on going to the movie theaters alone with filling up for your car and taking your girlfriend out to eat and all that stuff as well. So what would you rather? $30 flat rate to watch a movie, to rent it, and you get to keep it for a couple of hours, 24, 48 hours, and then it's gone. But at least you got to see the movie that you've been wanting to see in the privilege of your own house and germ-free from everybody. And you get to sit down and relax and watch your film that you've been wanting to see with your kids. That's the way I'm looking at it. And I understand that there are going to be people that actually are going to disagree with me on this fact. But, you know, when you look at how it is right now and stuff like that, you know, take it for what it is. I mean, I understand that some people are like, well, I'll just wait until the Blu-ray release or DVD release. Okay, you're paying $20 for that, so therefore you're paying, you're saving 10 bucks. That's $10 that you're saving. So you're saving two Abraham Lincolns, <laughs> basically. And... I understand that not everybody has $30 right now to actually rent the movie. I, I really do. I really get that. But also, too, you know, Disney is a billion-dollar industry, and I get the fact that, that they make over a billion dollars on certain things as well, uh, especially on toys, merchandising, and God knows what else they actually make. 
And I understand that they're just milking the cow for more money. But at the same time, you have to look at everybody that they have to pay and all the produce the producers. You have to look at the director. You have to look at trying to make all their money back for this budget. And because of the fact the movie's been held back all this time, they haven't been, been able to make any money back from this movie at all. And then, of course, I can understand if Artemis Fowl was actually going to be a success at the movie theaters. But we can even tell that that movie wasn't even going to be a success at all. So, really, they were probably relying on Mulan to actually make the make it a success. That's just me, my perspective on how I think about it. I could be wrong. But, you know, I just feel like giving something for nothing is not right. It doesn't seem right to me, especially whenever a movie that's cost $200 million to make. And here's the thing. And it's a pet peeve of mine that studios actually do. And I'm going to use the Batman versus Superman analogy because it cost them $150 million to make Batman versus Superman. And that is a big ass budget to make you make more money if you do a lower budget and then you can guarantee your money back. And about a week of the opening day or two weeks after the opening day in order for you to break even with a 150 million dollar budget it has to have good positive word of mouth it has to have good substantial reviews with the film critics no division among critics and film fans to make its money back and with Milan and everything i wouldn't doubt that this film wouldn't even be a split between the two of them but here's the thing. You have to try and break even somewhere. And a $200 million budget, that's actually hard to break within a week of release. And it, they could do it. They could actually do it. But I'm just saying that they should have thought smarter when it came down to budgets and stuff like that too. And I know the fact that they wanted to um, do the everything from overseas and everything. I respect that. I, I respect the hell out of that. But also, too, you have to go on ahead and try and do some stuff that's actually a little bit of lower budget. That's why Deadpool worked in the first place was because it was a lower budget film. They were able to make their money back quicker that way. But doing big budget movies and stuff like that, it's actually hard to make your money back that quickly. But, you know, I've, but here's the thing. I have no interest in seeing Mulan. I didn't even want to go see Mulan in the movie theaters. I have no interest in even renting this movie at all because of the fact that it does not apply. It doesn't apply to me. I didn't. I, there's no Mushu in this film. There's no reason for me to go see this film. I don't want to see a different version of what I grew up on as a live action adaptation. So I'm just not. I'm just not going to go out and see Mulan. So there's that, <laughs> but you know, that's just my, my thought, my food for thought. I just think that, you know, that Disney should go on ahead and they could probably make it a little bit cheaper. They could make it about maybe $20 and do the same thing with the, like they did with the Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff, make it about $10 cheaper and you're saving $10 that way by making it $20. But at the same time, they're just trying to make their money back. And this is also the same thing that uh, Amazon did. And people are actually Amazon Prime subscribers. And they're actually having to pay to rent a movie. So that would be just like saying, well, you know what? Why couldn't The Hunt be for free since we already have Amazon Prime? Why couldn't this movie be for free since I have Amazon Prime? 
Netflix, let's say, for instance, that they decided to drop a big movie on Netflix, and it's not free, but guess what? It's there and is available for $30. They didn't drop that for free. So why do you expect Disney to go ahead and drop this movie that hasn't been released yet, that cost $200 million for a budget to make and everything, and want it for free when Amazon's not even doing that for the movies that they that they're doing that's new releases that's that were in the movie theaters at that time. Like the way back, the Trolls movie. You have uh like I like I mentioned you have the way back, you have the Trolls movie, you have the Hunt. Those movies were like thirty bucks to rent. Well not thirty but like twenty dollars to rent. They were for free. People had to rent those movies. I had to rent the way back just so I could do a movie review on it. And it was like $6 whenever I rented it at that time because I waited until the price actually decreased. And that's another thing. We don't have to see the movie right away or anything like that. We can actually wait until the price actually drops down to where we can actually see this film. Or where it gets close enough to where its DVD releases. And it might actually be released on Disney Plus again for free. So there's that option. Just throwing that out there. So now, with further ado, we're going to be doing The Boys. Season 2, trailer review, and I gotta say, I loved everything that I saw from this and everything, because here's the thing, they're introducing a new, they're introducing new characters in this, uh, named Stormfriend, and let me just tell you this, the way she can manipulate other superheroes just by striking them with lightning and everything and manipulate them that way, that was freaking awesome. And that also goes to tell you that she's going to be a bigger threat to Huey and also to Billy the Butcher and to the rest of the guys. Not only that, but I loved... You can actually tell that they're actually doing stuff with the budget now compared to where they were on season one. And I know that I announced that the budget actually got bigger this time. And not only that, but they were able to give Billy Butcher more of a background story and make him do more stuff with season two and it actually shows in the trailer of everything that they're doing and it look the visual effects looks really good the plot lines look really good this actually looks more personal for billy now especially whenever these heroes are actually going after his wife and his kid now or his ex-wife and his kid and i love that i love the fact that it's actually personal now for billy he realizes now too that he has to try and protect them against these super light beings and everything i love that whole entire aspect uh, these supposed villains, which is actually anti-heroes, if you think if you think about it, they're not actually villains because the actual villains, in a sense, is the superheroes. But the only one that is actually not a super villain is actually Starlight, and Starlight is actually one of my favorite heroes in the whole entire thing, uh, in the whole entire series. But the whole entire thing actually worked. The whole trailer I loved. I cannot wait to see the final product for this show because I think it's just going to be fantastic. I think I'm a huge fan of the boys. I'm glad that they're giving Billy the Butcher more stuff to do. I love the scene where Huey is has blood all over himself and there's like a big uh, and there's actually a dark joke that he actually tells behind that. But it actually works. I love the dark humor in this. I'm glad they actually kept that dark humor. Otherwise, I don't think the show would work. It actually knows what it is. 
and everything. They actually know this universe. So I'm actually, I'm happy to see the boys and see what they can do with it. So now I'm going to be talking about Ryan Reynolds in this new monster movie that, well, hold on. I meant, I, I didn't mean to do that. Let's talk about Black Widow for a minute. And I know I was going to talk about um, Ryan Reynolds, but you know what? I want to go on ahead and talk about Black Widow. There's a lot of rumors and speculations about Black Widow being released on Disney Plus after the whole entire announcement with Mulan. And they debunked those rumors today. And here's the thing. I'm glad they actually debunked that and, and stuff like that. And they're holding off on that because they know that they can actually make money off of they can they know that they can actually make money off of black widow they actually know what they have especially with the marvel cinematic universe and things like that and you know this is what they said we're very pleased to be able to uh bring mulan to our consumer base that it has been waiting for a long long time mulan is one off they said we find it very interesting to be able to take a new offering consumers to at that 29.99 price and learn from it and see what happens. Not only in terms of the unpick of the number of subscribers we got in the platform, but also the number of transactions we got in the PVOD offering. Now, this also follows through with Black Widow, of course. And, you know, I would love to see Black Widow on, to be honest, honest with you, on Disney Plus and everything. I'll be honest with you. I would love to see it on, on Disney Plus. But everybody's already complaining at the fact that Mulan is $30. And it's actually an experiment that they're actually doing right now. This is not going to be a forever thing. They're just trying to test the waters and see where they stand with it. Now, here's another thing. The MCU drew, draws in at least a billion dollars within their movies. And stuff like that. And they know that they have a home run with Black Widow. And they know that we're going to have a fun experience in the movie theaters. So holding back a little bit is just a great idea to actually have right now with Disney and Marvel. And also, too, this is what they said to follow up with the whole Milan thing. It says, we're very pleased to, uh, like I said, everything about this connects with Mulan and that statement that I just said. And, you know... I think it's actually a fair thing. I mean, we can actually just wait and see what happens and go from there. Because I think that waiting for Black Widow is a smarter move and everything. Because, like I said, they know what they have. They know that they have a home run with Black Widow. And they know that they can make money off of Black Widow than they can whenever it's actually just released on Disney Plus for free. If they ever try to do that or whatever. But I think that there's a stronger chance for Black Widow to make more money than Mulan at this point right now. Because everybody knows who Black Widow is. Everybody knows that they're invested into Black Widow's character. Not only that, but we've seen Mulan before in a Disney animation format. And with Black Widow, where people are actually familiarized with her character. They know who she is. They know that she's actually part of the MCU. We don't know what kind of villain that they're going to bring to this table. There's that mystery element there to that. We don't know the actual tone for this film just yet. We don't know the plot lines within this movie in itself. So 
there's that mystery element versus Mulan, which we actually know what the plot is about. We know that she's going to go and try and honor her family by going to the war and try and protect them and go and just protect the people in China and everything. So that's understandable. We actually know that plot line. With Black Widow, we don't know anything. We don't know that much about about that at all. So there's a little bit of mystery element to Black Widow. So I'm actually excited to actually see what the final product is for Black Widow right now. So now I'm actually going to be talking about the Ryan Reynolds news. About him being in a monster comedy called Everyday Parenting. And this is what the plot line is actually about. And it makes me giddy at actually just thinking about this. And, you know, I think that... Universal knows that they have a great actor like Brian Reynolds to actually do something like this. But it's actually based on a Simon Rich's New York short story of the same name. The story acts as a short essay guide with tips on how to help raise one's child wishless in the middle of a creature pandemic that has unleashed the likes of Gorgog, the alienator. And, and it's also... Uh, Creasarge of the Eater of Souls in a giant portal in the sky called Drain of Ga. I love this whole entire story because of the fact that it's something new, it's something original, but at the same time, I could just imagine Ryan Reynolds going into breaking the wall and giving you tips on how to survive each thing. And also, too, I can actually just imagine him doing his whole entire Ryan Reynoldsisms and stuff like that. So, for him to do this kind of thing i think this is actually fantastic he knows the roles that he's actually suited for he knows that he has a solid deal with universal studios he knows that this movie will actually make money because it's him as ryan reynolds aka deadpool that's actually gonna be doing a movie like this and i love the concept i love the fact that you know you have the this character who's actually going to be giving tips and things like that along the way, and also fighting these monster-like beings, and the and in this kind of apocalyptic kind of world, count me in. I'm sold. Even though it's gonna be complete ridiculousness, and you can turn your brain off for two and a half hours, I'm sold because I right now we need something like that, especially with this pandemic going on. So tell me what you guys have to say about that. So my last and final topic is actually gonna be Tom Hanks is in talks to play Geppetto. Now, we know before he was in talks, but, you know, that was clearly rumor news, stuff like that. But now it's actually 100% official that he's going to be in talks to play Geppetto from Pinocchio in a live-action adaptation. Now, I know we actually got a live-action adaptation of Pinocchio back in 97 or 98 with Jonathan Taylor Thomason, and I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't that great. But... You know, then again, do we really need another Pinocchio movie? Then again, do we need any movie at all? That's another question. But, you know, whenever I think of Tom Hanks, I think of Mr. Rogers. I think of Saving Mr. Banks. I think of uh, Saving Private Ryan, Captain Phillips. I think of all those films that he's been in. And there's no one more talented than... Tom Hanks himself. Tom Hanks is just a phenomenal actor. He can do just about anything and everything. And all I have to say, Tom, you better brush up on your Italian accent and everything because I think that you're going to be able to knock this thing out of the park. I think that 
if they go the right move, if they do the right themes and the right kind of style to this film, and actually focus on the why why people actually love Pinocchio, I think that this film will actually be a success. And also, too, I think people will actually be more gravitated towards this film now that Tom Hanks is actually attached to it. Well, not actually attached to it, but in talks to be attached to it. But anything can happen at any given time. Tomorrow we could wake up and Tom could actually not be attached to this film at all. The, the in talks thing is not going to happen or anything like that if when we wake up tomorrow, probably. But, you know, for right now, for speculation purposes, it, anything can happen at this given time and, and, and everything. And for Tom to want to do something like this, I'm all for it. Like I said, it's even Mr. Banks, Mr. Rogers. Come on. You have one of the best comedic actors slash dramas drama actors playing Geppetto. You can't go wrong with that. You really can't. So this actually makes me excited to see what they're actually going to do with Pinocchio. Now, I've seen a lot of live-action adaptations of Disney and stuff like that, and I didn't really care for the Lion King remake or, or live-action version or anything like that, but I did appreciate the, La the Aladdin movie. I, I actually had a lot of fun with that. So if they were able to actually put this in a 2020 kind of context to where where kids will be drawn to it i think that this film will actually be a knockout so tell me what you guys think do you think that tom hanks is actually gonna be a great geppetto tell me what you guys have to say about that and that's actually gonna conclude for today's podcast i know this is kind of shorter than normal and everything but you know this is me wanting to put some stuff out there i know i was supposed to do this show last night but you know I had I decided to take a night off, which I'm glad I did. I actually got some sleep, finally. But, you know, I just want to thank everybody for uh, at least following my podcast and subscribing to my podcast. Another thing, too, is if you guys don't have to do it, you guys don't, don't have to at all, especially during this pandemic. But there's actually a little place called buymeacoffee.com. You guys can go on ahead, donate five coffees to me if you want to towards the show it actually helps me keep the lights on over here if i want to go ahead and do any digital releases we can do that it's to, it's to keep the podcast up and running and also to help me build better equipment as well so if you guys want to go to buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers unite and that's how you guys are going to be able to help me donate a cu cup of coffee so until next time bye bye